I want you to hear these words. Are you willing to disrupt any form of knowledge that you think you already know? Are you willing and ready to reinvent, reignite yourself and become your best you? Are you willing to leave the bench and come off the sidelines and get back in the game of life? Are you willing and ready to stop talking about your business, your invention, your idea and start doing your vision. These are the words from my guest today who has a powerful book that we're going to be discussing on this episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. The title of his book is Power Surge. It is time for you to grab hold of your power and make happen the things that you want to make happen. You don't want to miss this episode because we are going to be talking to the author and the business coach, Dr. Derek Phillips. And he's going to bring some power. He's going to bring some value. And he's going to bring what we need to move forward through the rest of this year. Don't miss this episode. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another live episode of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. So excited to be with you today. I am always overjoyed that you join us each and every week on Monday evenings now for the live edition of the podcast. For those of you who are watching or tuning in for the very first time, I am Markeith Brayton, personal brand strategist and the host of the Maximize Your Brand podcast where we're all about helping corporate executives, corporate professionals to shift from being the best kept secret to known and paid for the expertise by teaching them how to untrap themselves from those corporate careers that are unfulfilling and they know that they should be in purpose. By teaching them also how to leverage their skills, their gifts, and their talents for profit and by teaching them how to build their influence so that it impacts their income and they live the life that they crave. And this week, we are so excited because we have a guest who is an author, who is a master business coach, who has a doctor degree in business and someone who really can help us to really move forward in our lives. But before we get into the interview and I introduce our Yes, this episode is being powered by my brand new checklist called The Seven Stages to Shift Your Brand Checklist. The Seven Stages to Shift 
your brand checklist. If you are that corporate professional who really wants to dive into doing something on your own as a coach or a consultant, ready to move to the next level of purpose and do the thing that you know you were called and purpose to do, you want to grab hold of this checklist. And here's how you grab it. All you have to do is go to 77222. That's text brand me to 77222. Let me put that up on the screen for you. Text brand me to 77222 and you can grab this PDF, seven stages to shift your brand, seven stages to shift your brand. And it just talks about these seven steps that you want to take in order to create a profitable personal brand business, what I like to call an expert-based business that gives you and provides for you the life that you crave. Once again, text brand me to 77222. Awesome. So let's hop into this episode, bring in our guest, introduce him, and have this conversation around Power Surge, how to reclaim your personal power. And let me read a little bit of his bio uh, to you tonight. Dr. Derek Phillips, and I know he usually doesn't use his doctor, but I'm going to call him Dr. Derek Phillips because anytime you spend that amount of time in school to earn such a degree, I think you deserve to be called doctor. A North Carolina native and known as the sharp businessman for his dapper style, Derek Phillips is blazing a trail around the world and shows no signs of slowing down. Derek's optimistic persona, warm smile, eagerness to learn, and infectious personality is guaranteed to leave a lasting impression on anyone he meets. With over 15 years of international travel and project management business and branding experience, Dr. D, knowledge and skill set is second to none. He's also fluent in French. I heard him speak French. I had no idea what he was saying and proudly served in the United States Navy. I'm going to stop right there and I'm going to let him give a little bit more information about himself. But let's go ahead and welcome Dr. Derek Phillips to the stage. What's up, Dr.? DP, hey, how you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Well, I want to thank you for joining me on the podcast, and I'm uh, looking forward to learning more about you, about your business strategies, as well as about your book, Power Surge. So I gave a brief introduction of who you are. Why don't you let us know a little bit more about yourself? Well, um, again, my name is Derek Phillips, and I am um, an entrepreneur. I'm now an author. I was born and raised in North Carolina. Um, I grew up in a small town called Newton, North Carolina, which is close to the mountains of North Carolina. I spent most of my time in North Carolina, spent a small time in the United States Navy. uh, And I've traveled probably to over 25 countries in my career um, in international business management and project management. Had a lot, had a great career run. Um, And now I'm an entrepreneur. I own an event there's an event rental company, event planning company. Um, and I now coach people on strategies on to how to expand their businesses and expand their capacity, uh, particularly in the nonprofit arena. Um, I specialize in nonprofit organizational management as well as helping small business and entrepreneurs to leverage their products and services to do business with the federal government. So I'm very, very, 
very well versed um, in teaching people how to do business with the government, as well as grant writing and fundraising and capital campaigns to help people find money. I'm known to be the one that I will find you some money. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Um, I um, have two younger brothers, and most of my family is across the country. I have a, a brother in North Carolina and one in California. Um, and I'm just happy to be here. I'm glad to be here to share with you. And thank you so much for your platform and for your invitation. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Dr. D, I'm going to get you to scoot back just a little bit because we're cutting off your head on the video. I want to make sure everybody can see those pearly whites. <laughs> so let us know a little bit, you know, what excited you about business that you, you know, went and got your doctorate degree and really spent a lot of time towards um you know, learning business? Um, I think that one of the things that really excites me is, and it gets my, you know, gets my energy flowing is um, the, you know, the spirit of entrepreneurship. Um, I've always had a knack for business for, you know, even um, growing up in high school and middle school, I always was trying to sell something to someone, was always persuading someone to buy something from me. Um, I was typically always, the, my teachers in school always said I was a businessman because when we would have school sales, I was always a top performer in my class to sell, whether it, whether it was candy bars or gift wrap paper, you know, all of those sales that, you know, the kids, you know, come home with uh, for school. Um, but I've always had a passion for business. So um, that was very important for me. Um, and then, you know, I got into corporate America and I worked in corporate America for so many years. And I just really realized that I desired to you know, to be an entrepreneur. Um, and, you know, I had my opportunity back in 2008. I actually got laid off from my job during the housing recession to start working my business and start um, started my own business during that time and began to flourish then. And I really never looked back. You know, I really never uh, I really never took the time to, you know, go back and look in, the, you know, corporate America. But I really started working my business and working the gifts that I had um, and just starting you know, have that passion to, you know, not only help myself, but to help reach back and help other people. Um, so, you know, I started working with nonprofits, helping them to raise money through grant writing and, you know, you know, corporate fundraising and capital campaigns. And it just became a passion of mine that I just, I just really enjoy. Nice, nice. And so over the years, how many years have you been full-time in your business? Um, since 2008, I've been beating the pavement. Um, I had a short stint when I, you know, a two-year stint. Um, I took a, a international project uh, contract for a company. A company brought me on board um, to do an international project management contract, which afforded me the opportunity to travel, you know, you know, the world, you know, the world focusing on, you know, cancer trials and, you know, pharmaceutical research and auditing and those types of things. Um, but since 2008, I've always had my own business. I've always um, employed people. I've always been passionate. And as I said, beating the pavement, you know, entrepreneurship is not easy. Um, it's not something that, you know, I, you know, wish on my worst enemy. And so, you know, it's something that I've learned that there's ebbs and flows. But through it all, I may remain true to my desire and my passion to be an entrepreneur and to not only be an entrepreneur, but now to employ people and uh, to own business and inventory and uh, those types of things that help me not, you know, to help generate multiple streams of income. And now I'm able to employ people um, as well. So that's been such a passion for me. Nice, nice. Now, I know you have uh, more than one business. Can you talk a little bit about the multiple businesses that you are currently running? 
So, yes, absolutely. So I currently run Derek Phillips Consulting, which is a consulting firm. We specialize in, uh, as I said, strategies for small businesses and entrepreneurs. Uh, we focus on a lot of different areas, such as branding, making sure that the business structure is set up cor- correctly. Also, we focus on, you know, you know, the the elements of what the brand looks on. So focus on nonprofits and managing a nonprofit effectively. Um, so that has been the strong suit for me. You know, over the pandemic, I was really involved, uh, you know, with mel- helping small business entrepreneurs to obtain some of the funding resources that were available uh, through COVID. Um, and so on the, on the consulting side, that's, you know, what I focus on. I focus on getting people in the federal contracting space, which, which is a very lucrative business um, and just helping people just to, you know, expand their business and bring their visions to life. Right. Um, so that's on the Barrett Phillips consulting side. Um, on the other side, I own an event rental event planning company called um, it's called Holt Seats. Um, it's located in North Carolina. And we're currently looking to expand in other markets when we finally get through uh, the crux of COVID-19. Um, but, yeah, uh, we own I own a, you know, have a warehouse in North Carolina that has, you know, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of chairs and inventory and mm-hmm. furniture and equipment that we rent out for events and corporate and government. Um, And that's been really good for us this year, actually, because we were able to not only to sustain our business, but to also capitalize on the pivot, like pivoting our business to respond to some of the elements uh, that our country was facing through COVID-19. Um, so that's its own entity. It's its own business. Um, and it's something that, you know, I started on a whim. Actually, uh, you know, I was having a conversation with another event rental company uh, owner and she just said, hey, do you know anybody wants to buy some chairs? And I was like, hey, me, you know, I had in my mind, you know, I'm always thinking about how I can um, generate additional streams of revenue. And in that conversation, she said, do you want to buy some chairs? And I was like, yeah, I do, you know, uh, and had no clue what I was going to do with it. And actually ended up going to get a storage unit and started just buying furniture. And I was like, hey, I'm going to take this opportunity and impact the market in my local region. Um, and from there, it just kind of took off, you know. Um, so that's, you know, I have that company um, and I'm looking to, you know, start some other businesses and work on that in the next in the next couple of years. But overall, I'm focusing on those two main components right now. That's good. And I like what you said about the whole idea of, you know, diversifying and different things like that. Why is it so important? You know, because I recently actually just, started a a new business myself, a uh, second business to my coaching uh, and consulting business. And the reason why I did that was because of COVID. Like when I got to thinking about all that I had to endure and others endured and only having that one business or that one stream, I was like, you know, I really need to have multiple streams when something like this happens again, because guess what? it's going to happen again. Some type of event or some type of uh, challenge in the country or in the world will happen again. And we want to make sure that we're prepared. So why is it important to kind of diversify and have multiple streams? Um, just for that, that very same reason that you just mentioned, it's not only, not only do I believe that diversifying and having multiple streams ensures your generational wealth and your legacy, but I also think that it also secures your future, um, mm-hmm. especially as it relates to your business. Um, one of the things I think that 
everybody had a really hard reality check um, during the last couple of, you know, during last year when COVID finally came on the scene uh, was because a lot of people weren't really prepared. They really hadn't thought or forecasted what would happen to my business if something a natural disaster happened. What would happen if I'm not able to work for a year? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it got a lot of people to think, you know, what are some of the ways that I could actually pivot? And what are some of the ways that I can actually make another stream of revenue that would secure my future? So if I don't work, if I'm not able to work for a year or if I get injured, God forbid. Um, so if people don't think through those parallels when they think about, you know, um, their business. They only think about the good times, but as right. we know, as entrepreneurs, there's always ebbs and flows. Mm. Um, and so, you know, perhaps there could be a natural disaster that would hit our nation or, you know, acts of war that would cause us to be really impacted. And so it, you know, it is important to have those multiple streams and have those other, you know, those other ways to pivot. So just in case your, your, your business is not able to do its business or it's, or to operate in its normal capacity, you have other ways to secure your future and you're not looking, trying to figure out, you know, you're not, you know, really stalemate uh, because something else has happened that's beyond your control. So good. So good. So good. So just definitely wanted to give some of this business knowledge and give his background before we hop into our topic uh, for today. And once again, our topic that we're really going to be delving into and really diving in deep is this whole idea of personal power, reclaiming your personal power. And Dr. Derek recently wrote a book called Power Surge. And I'm going to pull that up so that you all can see uh, the cover of that book, Power Surge, 30 Days of Practical, Powerful Principles to Reclaim Your Personal Power and the Life You Always Wanted to Live. So, Dr. D, let's talk. Let's talk about this whole idea of personal power, reclaiming your personal power. Why is that so important? Um, I believe that, you know, personal power is extremely important. Um, as you begin or as any individual begins to grow, to matriculate or to do anything or to set themselves out to um, to accomplish anything of significance, we're always up against obstacles or challenges or things that will seek um, to, to stop us in our tracks, um, whether it's intrinsic, whether it means internally or externally. Um, there are things that oftentimes will Uh, you know, come to play, whether it's, you know, our childhood trauma or, you know, past relationships or things that may, we may, you know, not really understand why we cannot move forward. Or maybe it was, you know, something that a teacher said to us or, or something that, uh, you know, a partner or a parent, um, uh, you know, said to us that caused us not to believe in the power that resides within us Mm -hmm. to accomplish that. And so, I just believe it's extremely important uh, for us to not only reclaim our power, but have an understanding of what we have within us to accomplish anything that we put our minds to do. Um, So, you know, that, you know, that's exactly why I feel it's extremely important. Right. You know, I was reading uh, aspects of the book and in the intro, you said to throw off the mask. He said, the mask your mother made you wear, the mask your pastor dressed you in, the mask that renders you voiceless, locked into a perpetual screenplay that you wonder if you will ever get out. The mask 
that was designed to keep you confined to the limits of others' expectations, a mask that kept you from coloring outside of the lines. And that was reminding me of that poem, we wear the mask that grins and lies. It hides our cheeks and shades our eyes, right? So there's so many masks that we have to, you know, take off, uncover, reveal. You know, what is it about the mask? You know, why do we take on the mask? You know, I believe that it is oftentimes where our environment that we're, you know, either raised in or we grow up in um, or our desire to fit into an environment um, that causes us to adopt others' identities or personality traits or characteristics. Um, I think that when we look at that mask, uh, you know, it's, it's quite funny because as we talk about masks, you know, now it's like a mandate now during COVID that everybody wear wears a mask. We're <laughs> um, required now to wear a mask and nobody can really see the essence or, you know, kind of really determine your identity because everybody's wearing something that covers who they are. And most people and really don't at, want to wear the mask, right? And you're right. So, yeah, you, right, you took the words out of my mouth. Most people don't wear want to wear the mask. You, we look at the essence and the correlation of it. Now, the, our entire community, universe, everybody's walking around wearing masks and nobody wants to wear them. That's the same thing, you know, in essence, that's the same parallel um, in our lives that we are wearing something that really covers who adopted something, an ideology, a personality trait, a characteristic that someone else required of us to wear so that they could be comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, you know, you know, it's time, and you know, as I wrote in my book, it's really time to shed the mask. You have, we have to really stop wearing what other people label us as or Mm. the negative words that people give us that make them feel comfortable so that, you know, so that they can be able to, you know, to make, you know, diminish our life so that Mm. other people can be comfortable. And so that's why, you know, I think it's extremely important not, you know, to start looking at what mask am I wearing? What is it, you know, what, what traits am I, you know, exuding um, that have been, given to me by my mother or my father mm-hmm. or someone else's, you know, ideology that I really don't adopt. You know, I don't want to adopt, nor do I want to wear. Yeah. Yeah. You said the purpose of the book was to awaken the undercurrent that has been smoldering on the inside of you. The purpose of this book is to unlock the power source that has been flickering deep within the basement of your soul. And when I read that, one of the things that I thought about was something that I tell my clients all the time, especially when that question of purpose comes up and people say, I really don't know my purpose. And I tell them, you really do know your purpose. But life has in a way caused you to cover it, caused you to mask it, caused you to bury it, to the, to the degree that now you have to not find it. You just have to uncover it. You know, Absolutely. it's that flickering light that slowly began to dim because you were acquiescing to what maybe somebody else wanted you to do or what somebody else thought you should do or what somebody else said wasn't a good thing for you to do, even though you had a passion and enthusiasm for it. You know, and mm. so that light is slowly dimming. And so talk a little bit about that flickering light that that is in alignment with our soul but yet sometimes we come against 
things that want to try to blow it up. Yeah, I I, I don't I totally agree with you uh, that we oftentimes acquiesce to someone's expectations, um, and deep down on the inside, there's something that always tells us that there's more to me than where I am. Right. Um, one of the things I recently just had a consultation with a client. Um, and she was, you know, trying to strategize about her business and she was a little bit hesitant to really say what she wanted to do for fear that she may sound ridiculous. Mm. Um, she said, you know, and she started talking through all of these things and, you know, oh, I can do, I can design websites, I can do this, but really she wanted to be a public speaker. Yeah. Um, really, but she was afraid to really articulate that because she didn't think that she would qualify or that she could run, you know, in her words, I don't know if I can, you know, make it into the big, when we did our, you know, discovery session, mm-hmm. um, everything just came back, turned back to the fact that she's a motivational speaker. Wow. She's inspirational, she's powerful. Uh, so every job that she's had in her life in some capacity was directing back to the fact that she had an amazing gift to speak and to move crowds. And that was that flickering light, but because of she was a woman or she was a minority, she felt like she could not ascribe to the levels of other people in her in that industry because she didn't look like them or she didn't come from she wasn't raised with a silver spoon in her her mouth. Mm-hmm. And that's just like a lot of people, um, I believe, in our society today, that there's something deep on the inside of us that wakes us up in the morning. Yeah, that causes us. Do not want to go to sleep. There's a passion that each and of, each and every one of us have, but we ascribe to the uh, you know the ideology of what our society says that we should be, or we are captivated by what we see on social media, or um you know everybody is you know you know looking at what we believe, what people you know purport to believe um, that is the perfect relationship or the perfect lifestyle or mm-hmm. the perfect business. And really, there's no perfect business. There's no perfect lifestyle. There's no perfect relationship. But our society and our, you know, our community and the social norms have caused us to believe that we can't, as you say, acquiesce to the level of other people. So we diminish what we do actually want to see happen in, in our life. We diminish it. We turn our light down. But at the end of the day, it's still on the inside of us. Right. So I just believe that it's so important not only to turn the light up, but to take up space. You know, I, you know, I've been talking about that mantra, taking up space. Mm -hmm. And I always say, who told you that you weren't capable of shining your light and your brilliance so that other people see it? Um, You recently posted on my social media today um, about um, what is it? What are the things that you desire to do? And or what are some of the goals that you have set for yourself for this year? Why are you waiting for the perfect time or the perfect moment? And someone responded on that uh, in that comment feed and was like, you know what? I needed to hear this. And I was like, you know, there's no perfect time. Why are you why are you robbing the world of your brilliance? We need to hear it. We need to see it. We need to feel it. There's something that we carry. Every one of us have that someone needs, you know, to hear or to see or to feel. Um, and so it's important to turn up the light, turn up the watts in your life and shine your brilliance. Turn up the watts in your light and shine your brilliance. Absolutely. A great way, a great way, great quote. We're going to be writing that down. Turn up the watts, 
to shine your light and share your brilliance. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. And after we take this break, we're going to come back and talk about Power Surge. And we're going to get a few of those principles that he has in the book. So we'll be right back right after this commercial break. Are you a corporate executive or career professional who's ready to take your life back? ready to take your time back and you've thought about becoming a coach, a speaker, a trainer or consultant in your own business. Well, I want to invite you to schedule a brand maximization discovery session so that I can help you to uncover that expertise and learn how to properly package yourself in an online based business. I'm Markeith Brayton, personal brand strategist and master lifestyle coach, who's all about helping corporate executives and career professionals to maximize and monetize their personal brand online so that they can create a location-free business and live the life that they crave. What I know for sure is that you want to be doing something that's fulfilling and that's exciting and that provides great value to the world. You want to make a greater impact on the lives of individuals. And you know that if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the results that you've always gotten. So schedule a brand maximization discovery session by going to my website, markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And let's maximize and monetize your personal brand. All right. Welcome back to the second half of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. Welcome to the live episode. Yes, we are live. And so we appreciate all of those who have joined us tonight for this live episode. My guest today is none other than Mr. No, not Mr. Dr. Derek Phillips. (laughs) Dr. Derek Phillips, as we are talking about his book, Power Surge, and he gives us some principles in this book on how to reclaim our personal power, how to reclaim our personal power. And one of the things that I always love to share each and every episode is my favorite quote, which was a quote that really inspired my business. And it it goes a little bit something like this. It's from doc, the late Dr. Miles Monroe. He said that the greatest failure in life is to be successful at the wrong assignment. Mm. And when I heard that, I was so inspired because that was somewhat my life. I was doing the corporate thing. I went to school. I got the graduate degrees. I got the great job. I had a great salary. I had the benefits. I had the corner office. I had the window. I had the door. I had all of these nice things only to realize that my ladder was leaning against the wrong wall. I was being successful, but at the wrong thing. And so I had to make a decision to take my personal power back and not acquiesce to what the world said was the American dream, but I had to create Marquise's American dream. And so let's hop into the book a little bit and talk about some of these principles. Why don't you share at least five of the 30 <laughs> or the 30-day uh, or principles that you have? Yes. So um, Power Surge, I, you know, I... I spent quite a bit of time writing this book and writing a lot of these entries from my personal journey. Um, and I think that a lot, that's why I feel like it's so number one, powerful to me. Mm -hmm. Um, but it also includes a lot of affirmation. So each day as you go, 
30 day journey, there's affirmations at the end of each day and at the, you know, in, at the beginning of each day and at the end of each night. Um, one of the things that I really love about it um, is that it talks about, like, for instance, I'll talk about um, taking inventory, um, learning how to take inventory and auditing your circle in your space and your life. Um, taking inventory is very important. You know, businesses take inventory to see what has, you know, depreciated that they need to replace or diminish. Uh, you know, at the end of last year, I started looking, you know, my rental business at what inventory had not rented all year, or what products and services that we were offering that were no longer of value to our company because it didn't generate any revenue. That's the same correlation, you know, in our lives that you need to audit those people and those things in your life to see what is actually not accumulating interest in my life, but what is actually devaluing me or depreciating who I am or my value. Um, and so, you know, taking inventory is a very, you know, a great, great, great entry that I wrote there. Another one that is, I think is really, really extremely powerful um, is who tows the tow truck driver. And that's one that always sticks out to me because um, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of people who own businesses or, you know, executives uh, struggle with the fact that they're oftentimes the rescuer. But what happens when the rescuer needs to be rescued? You know, what happens when you're saving everybody else, but you don't have after you're rescuing, you know, you know, we remember the movie Titanic where, you know, he saved everybody, you know, but himself. He could only save her, you know. And so who told the tow truck driver every now and then we as entrepreneurs are always expected to be the brilliant ones or the, the ones that are strong or the ones that are always on our A game. But there comes a point in a season in our lives where we need a tow truck to tow us. We need, you know, because, you know, I remember driving on the highway and I, the vivid imagery of this tow truck that was broken down on the side of the highway um, and, and he was being towed by another tow truck. So what happens when you've rescued everybody else, you've come to everybody else's emergency and you now have nobody to rescue you? And so that's a powerful entry. Who tows the tow truck driver? Let me another stop one right that there. I really Stop right there okay. for just a quick second. Did y'all y'all should be typing the notes in the comment. Now I have never heard that. Like you should go and register or <laughs> or copyright that. Who tows the tow truck driver? Never even fathom thinking about that. But the tow truck comes to tow you, your car that's broke down. But when the tow truck breaks down. Who tows the tow truck driver? And all you're saying there is that who helps the one who is always seen as the hero? Who helps the one who's always seen as the one who helps everybody else? Mm -hmm. And, that, you know, honestly, Marquise, I think that it also correlates with some of my own personal story wow. where I, always, I had developed a need to be needed. Mm. And I was always rescuing, and I call it a messianic complex. Some people may not understand that, um, but it was let me be everybody's savior, yeah. but I had no one to save myself. Wow. Um, so who told the tow truck driver? Mm -hmm. What do you do? So trying to get you to think and affirm yourself so that you're not always running to everyone else's rescue, mm. but you take the moment to rescue yourself or find a place of respite or find a place where you say, okay, today is my day. 
I'm not taking any calls. Today is my day. I'm going to get my manicure, my petty. I'm going to have a glass of wine and I'm going to enjoy today. I'm not going to take any calls. I'm not going to take any DM messages. Today is my day. If we need that, you know, and a lot of times entrepreneurs are always going, they're always promoting. But if we need a place where we can just find a sense of respite, a sense of self-care um, so that we can be healthy for someone else. Nice. Nice. All right. The third one. OK. <laughs> um, this one I really liked was my boat is leaking. Mm. Um, and a lot of times we're so driven to trying to get to our destination that we miss the small, minute details that could potentially sink our ship. Yeah. Um, and whether it's things that decisions or mistakes that we made on our own Mm -hmm. or things that we allowed people to make for us. Mm-hmm. Or either in people that are drilling holes in our operation. Good. Um, you know, my boat is leaking. So being able to identify and recognize that there could potentially be um, negative traits or behaviors or um, actions that you may do that might be drilling boat, you know, holes in your boat. One of the things that I did uh, in COVID is I realized that I began to get inundated with requests and all these things, you know, new leads. And I realized that I became the bottleneck. I was the one drilling holes in my boat. I was sinking. I needed to help. So there comes a point where you determine, even in business or entrepreneurship, what can I do to plug these holes in my boat so I don't sink? Um, so that was pretty powerful to me. Wow. My boat is leaking. Like we do have, you know, little small little things that will can cause us to to not progress. I was in a, a group just the other day and there was a statement that was talking about the PPP loans and it talked about how many of our minority business, African-American, black, brown businesses were missing out right. on the opportunity just because they did not properly have accounting, yeah. right? And so my oh. comment, was it sometimes it's the simple things that keep us from being blessed. Mm. The simple thing of just keeping good books, mm. knowing what That's you so spend true. as an expense and knowing what you bring in would have gotten you the PPP, right? Absolutely. But we <laughs> we're not we're not doing the simple thing that's required to really have a business. First of all, like to really have a business, you need to know what you're spending and what you're bringing in. Simple, period. Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) So powerful. (laughs) A lot of people actually missed out. Like you said, a lot of people missed out on it because they were not properly prepared. But they were, you know, like I said, no one really was expecting for the pandemic to be as long as it it was and to as you know, impactful as it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, a lot of, you know, that's where, you know, my next power principle comes from. And, and this is not, yeah. this is not me to bragging, but I know I shared with you the other day that I filled out the PPP on, I signed my application on Monday and got my money on Tuesday morning. Why? Because I had the simple P&L statement to send on over and say, here are my numbers. And they were like, thank you, and sent me my money. The second round. So I was able to get the first round, the second round, the EIDL. My first round has already absolutely been forgiven. 
Don't wow. have to pay it back. Nothing. The so you were on point. Are what we need to pay attention to to progress. Sorry yes. to interrupt. I just thought it was a good. Oh no, you're fine. Point. You're absolutely fine. I mean, I'm glad you, you got to toot your own horn. <laughs> <laughs> two so, more. Yeah. Two more. So, okay. So the other one I will say is um, consider the ant. And I remember writing this um, journal entry. And it was based off of a biblical scripture, um, uh, considering the ant, mm-hmm. how ants always are prepared mm-hmm. for to weather any season. And they store up, you know, not only do they store up, but they consider everyone else in their community. They function and they operate in that capacity where they literally... Um, resources for the winter or for the next season. And I think a lot of times, like we said with COVID, a lot of people were not ready. We weren't prepared. Um, and so it's important to, as you, you know, reclaim your power and start looking at the dimensions of what is missing in your life, you have to say, let me think about, you know, because, you know, in some seasons in my life, I, you know, I'll hit rock bottom. Uh, because I wasn't prepared. I didn't yeah. place any, I live for the moment. Mm-hmm. I live for the, that, you know, the present, yeah. but I did not live for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's extremely important as a, you know, a principle of reclaiming your power. It's not just living for the moment, not just living for the next, you know, the next shopping experience or excursion or, right. you know, spurging, but literally thinking about well, how can I set myself up for sustainability uh, in my life? Nice. Nice. The ant. We can learn a lot from the ants. <laughs> you can. You certainly can. Um, and the last one I will really share um, is, you know, wake up. Mm, wake up. Um, I think that a lot of us have been sleeping on ourselves. Mm-hmm. A lot of us have been coasting through life and just accepting what life offers us. So, you know, in my book, I talked about it's time to wake up. It's time to arise. It's time to wake up and see the brilliance that you have in your life, to see the essence of who God, whatever God you believe in, God, the universe has created you to be. Um, there's an innately something on the inside of you that is dying to get up. Um, and sometimes we sleep or we, you know, take a nap. For years, we just go, we're on autopilot. We're on neutral. Um, We're not advancing. We're not progressing. And maybe it's because we've been in a toxic relationship or or maybe it's because we, you know, cannot get past the words that someone spoke to us that caused us to be stalemate. Um, But it comes a point where you got to stop hitting the snooze button and sleeping through life and just waiting for the next opportunity um, to wake. But it's time to wake up. It's time to uh, open up your eyes and see what everybody else sees. The funny thing is that a lot of times when people, you know, come out of a bad relationship, everybody around them says, well, you know what? I'm so happy for you. I mean, it happened to me, you know, came out of a really bad relationship and everybody was like, oh, I I saw it. You know, I'm so glad. And I'm like, well, everybody saw what I didn't see. Because I was snoozing through life. Mm. I was diminishing my value. I was sleeping on my own potential. Um, And so it is extremely important um, that, you know, as you reclaim your power, the first part of reclaiming your power is waking up and seeing who you really are. 
what you have to offer, what you bring to the table, your excellence, your brilliance, your your savviness, your your intelligence, your knowledge. There's so many layers to us uh, that are yet to be revealed. And people, you know, are uncovering these layers. And as you wake up, you start to develop and you start to find more things that you never knew were there. You know, I never knew that I was a, a graphic designer until I had a bad graphic design. And I said, you know what? I'll go learn graphic design. I'll go learn branding. I got tired of everybody else treating me any kind of way. So I said, you know what? I'll design my own flyers. I'll learn Photoshop. I learned Illustrator. I learned InDesign. I took self-taught, but I learned how to do it because I had to wake up that creative part of me. Mm-hmm. It was already there. It just had to be waking up. And sometimes something negative happens in your life to wake up something positive that's on the inside of you that's been dormant. Wow. Yeah. And so a lot of us, we don't fuel our negativity. We don't use our negativity to channel that creativity that's lying dormant or that power that's on the inside of you or that speech or that sermon or that book. You know, Power Surge, I have been trying to write this for three years. I've been writing for a long time, but I've been trying to, since 2017, have been trying to develop this book. For, and it took me three years. It took me a bad relationship. And coming out of that to, to see who I really was, to pick up and say, wait a minute, let me write this book because someone else needs my story. So last season was about living through your story, but this season is about telling it. And you got to be ready for it. You got to wake up. You got to wake up. Wake up. Wake up. He's preaching now. He's preaching now. <laughs> <laughs> Something he used to do. Well, we have come to the end of this awesome episode. I told you it was going to be powerful. It was going to share some great tips. Why don't you let us know how we can get the book? Well, certainly, if I would love for everybody that's watching or listening to this podcast to go to my website, www.iamderekphillips.com. It's very easy. De- Derek, D-E-R-I-C-K, two R's and Phillips, two L's. Um and grab the book. It's, you know, it pops up on my website as soon as you enter. Go grab it today. I would love to get this book into your hands. I'll do a signed autograph copy for everybody that um, grabs this book tonight. And I actually have it on sale um, for uh, those listeners right now. So if you grab it tonight or tomorrow uh, or for the rest of this week, it'll be on sale for you. Uh, you can grab this book. But go to www.iamderekphillips.com. I would love for this, you to put this book into your hands. And I would love for you to read and start this journey. Um, in the coming months, we are going to go on a 30-day journey. Um, and I want everybody that has this book to go on this journey with me. We're going to go through the book. We're going to go live. We're going to talk about reclaiming our powers. And we're going to talk about moving from the place of no, not enough to more than enough. So, so yeah, grow. Website, www.iamderekphillips.com. Awesome. If people want to learn more about you, uh, how do we find you on social media? Yes, um, I'm on social media. I'm on Twitter. Um, I'm on Instagram. I am Derek Phillips. The same thing. I am Derek. I'm on Facebook. Um, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram are my three social media platforms. I'm looking to launch a podcast, you know, in the coming months. Um, it'll be called the Power Surge Podcast. Um, and we'll be talking about relationships, love, finances, business. We're going to cover the broad spectrum. So definitely follow me on um, Instagram, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Facebook. I share a lot of nuggets and wisdom throughout the course of the week to empower you, to make you laugh, to give you, to make you think as well. So 
I'd love for every to connect with every one of your listeners tonight. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And I look forward to being on that podcast. Um <laughs> absolutely <laughs> shameless plug. Shameless plug, shameless plug. Well, Derek, do you have any final words? Any final words you'd like to share with those who are listening live and then those who will be listening to the audience? I would just say go grab the book. Power Surge, www.iamderekphillips.com. I guarantee it will be a blessing to you, and I would love for you to have it in your library. Awesome. Go grab the book. I want to thank you for joining me for the live edition of the Maximize Your Brand podcast. Always excited. Always excited to be sharing new guests and new episodes with you each and every week. If you have not done so, I invite you to go subscribe to the podcast, Maximize Your Brand on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, whichever is your favorite podcast platform, you can get this podcast on your phone, on your iPad, on your Samsung, you name it, we are there. So I thank you for joining me again this week. I hope that there was something that was said that's going to edify your life and help you to think a little bit higher, move to your next level. Until next week, I say to you this, always shoot for the top because it's the bottom that's overcrowded. Take care.